Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Hello? Hello? <clears throat> Podcast Network Asia. This episode is brought to you by Podmetrics. Podmetrics is a podcast analytics platform that enables podcasters to see all the relevant data they need to know about their podcast's audience. Sign up now at podmetrics.co and use the referral code RESTING2XPOD. Again, the code RESTING2XPOD. What's going on? This is Xavier Woods, a.k.a. Austin Creed. I said give me a hell yeah! Hey, this is Zeta Zane. Hey, everyone. This is Jeff Cobb. Hello, WWE Universe in the Philippines. This is Charlotte. Talent is not sexually transmitted. Hey, this is TJP, the Phil and Flash, and you are listening to the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast. are listening to and watching the longest running weekly episodic Filipino wrestling podcast. This is the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast. Stan C, Romoran, and Chino Liao checking in both on Facebook.com slash Wrestling Wrestling Podcast and on Kumu at Wrestling Wrestling Pod. Uh, si, An- si Admin Angelo? Shout out natin kasi hinahanap niya yung, eh, yung mga virtual backgrounds ko. Ito na, may virtual background ulit. Okay na? Okay na? <laughs> Right, uh, it feels good to be back on a Thursday. It, it's been a while since we did one of the, these Thursday streams. I just uh, signed up for a series of workshops over the last couple of weeks. We had to do the streams on Wednesday nights. But now that we're back on a regular Thursday schedule, we can really review things fresh, especially since Thursday here in Manila is really big for wrestling. But you have AEW and NXT. So what we're going to do is we're going to basically do a deep dive on AEW and, and NXT because Halloween Havoc happened and then... Full gear is about to happen this weekend. So, yeah, and that's basically what's on the menu, along with some wrestling news that happened in between the last few recordings. That in. So, where do you guys want to start here? Because hey, there's really a lot to do, a lot to cover. What does the agenda say? We have an agenda. We prepared for this. Actually, uh, no agenda. Na ni Chino pala. Na uh, ni Chino. Yung mga news outside of the shows. Yeah. So, dun tayo okay. We, yeah, yeah. Uh, we, with the, we, we have start with the last dance. Bits. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, sige, sige, sige. We're going to start with the news bits. Before we do that, let's tell everybody that we've got a couple of things that uh, we are going to plug. Let's start off with our Patreon. So if you want to subscribe and be a Wrestling Wrestling Podcast patron, all you have to do is to hit us up, patreon.com slash wrestling wrestling podcast. And you can be a Wrestling Wrestling Podcast patron for as low as 250 pesos a month. So Ro, let's tell our listeners what's on deck for them if they become a patron. Okay, so the first thing you'll see when you sign up for our Patreon is basically when we do these shows uh, every week, it's only like an hour or so of wrestling talk that we couldn't fit in everything that we want to say and everything we want to cover. So what I've been doing lately is, you know, to give you more bang for your buck is that I've been reviewing the shows, um, WWE, NXT, AEW, 
everything that goes on. I've been doing my best to review the shows as they happen, after they happen. So they are exclusive Patreon releases. They are fresh from my viewings of the show. And you can get that whenever you feel like you're discussing something that we don't get to discuss here on the weekly live talk streams. Other than that, uh, we also have uh, an exclusive Discord community. So if you want more talk, if you want more wrestling talk with other A fans, safe space. A safe space, if you will. Uh, we're building that up. But one step at a time. And then we also have stuff planned. We have merch planned for you guys. We have game shows planned for Kumu. As long as you guys get to join in our community, we can get you for, our, for those game shows. And what about? Watch uh, parties. Watch parties. Yeah, watch parties. So, pay-per-view that. So, you can watch those pay-per-view events with us. Get our reactions in real time. Shempre, not at, not live as they happen because I think we all got work in the daytime. So we are basically building this community from the ground up with your help and your support. So uh, all of those and more, if you sign up today to be a Wrestling Wrestling Podcast patron, again, that's patreon.com slash wrestling wrestling podcast. couple more things we got to plug. First off, Meron Time code for Mr. Speedy. So if you need to Don't. get stuff delivered, the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast has got you covered. And I mean, promo code not in the let uh, babyface producer Nika, if you can uh, type uh, that no, in. We have, it, we have it. We have it in our Discord. So basically, if you are using Mr. Speedy for the very first time, you can use our exclusive code, Wrestling Wrestling X Mr. Speedy. That's all one word. Wrestling Wrestling X Mr. Speedy. That is 50 pesos off on your very first Mr. Speedy delivery, y'all. Yeah. And Mr. Speedy is super effective because they also have a public service. It's not just deliveries and courier ship you can actually ask one of their riders to go, go to the grocery for you you want need something from a pharmacy they can do that for you as well so, so it's a super um, effective way to go about business during this pandemic era that we're living in right now so super effective i highly suggest i have been a mr speedy client in the past so Yon. i highly suggest you guys try it out yeah, I, I had a few things delivered nice. all throughout the quarantine. So wonderful, effective shot, effective shot. All right, so use the code again. It's wrestling, wrestling x Mister Speedy. Every time you guys download the app and use the code, that helps us and it goes a long, long way. Right. But then, uh, what are you gonna do? Right? What are you gonna do? And then now, now you can. Now you can. Now you can. This right? live testimonial of the efficiency of the product, right? Right. right. Okay, let's start with a couple of news bits about documentaries. So first off, we found out this week that the producers of The Last Dance are apparently working on a Stone Cold Steve Austin documentary. And if you watch The Last Dance, Michael Jordan and 1998 Bulls documentary on Netflix, then it immediately sets a very high expectation for the Stone Cold documentary. Right? Yeah, uh, I'm actually wondering how to the 1998 tapes. For, for of Stone Cold, but I'm pretty sure that because the WWE has, has such an extensive video library, we saw that with the Undertaker documentary the last night. They had tapes from when he debuted for for from back in the day. But I'm pretty sure they have the same thing for Stone Cold Steve Austin, especially since they own all the WWE WCW uh, footage as it is. Um, actually- I'm excited. The yeah. they. They're doing a wrestling documentary. At least this time, it's not about a dead wrestler. You know what I mean? Like, like it's at least it's boy. At least boy, pasha, right? 
Like yeah. I like Dark Side of the Ring in its its entirety, but man, that is uh, such a hard watch. Boy, pero masin yung jaka, de ba? Oh, I mean, it's such a hard, it's such a hard watch. It's such a hard watch. New Jack's like one guy out of the ten dead wrestlers they featured, de ba? At least ako, de ba? Remembered lovingly, the ba? Stone Cold Steve Austin was remembered lovingly. Now, if they're going to give him the Michael Jordan treatment, who knows? We, the ba? Because after everybody watched the last dance, we. We've grown to despise Jordan for his pettiness now. <laughs> a lot of people have come to learn how petty he is as an individual. Is Stone Cold the same way? We don't know. We'll have to wait and see. If anything, I feel peg yung documentary ni Andre the Giant that Bill Simmons and HBO right. produced. So if if anything, uh, that should be the standard for a wrestling documentary. Yung kay Andre and kay Ric Flair. So Ric Flair, diba? Buhay pa naman. They had a 30 for 30 on him sa ESPN. So I'd like to think that the guys behind The Last Dance will have good pegs in right. the Andre and Ric Flair documentaries. And then while the Stone Cold documentary is in the works, apparently Netflix is also in talks to produce a Vince McMahon documentary. Now this will be really interesting. Oh, Sana, yeah, they, Sana no, no. I just, just want to say no, that Sana no. it pulls no punches because McMahon is a character that deserves to be talked about in all in full honesty here. So I want uh, I want them to go all out with this one. Okay, before we get your hopes up, guys, I want you to know that the WWE is actually working. Triple H and Stephanie McMahon are actually working with the producers to produce a said docu series. So, hindi natin pwedeng expect na ibury ah, okay. ni Stephanie McMahon yung tatay niya, diba? Oh Kasi, well. Hindi naman yung gagawin yun, guys, diba? So, so one can hope that some truth actually comes to light regarding certain issues, but for the most part. Expect it to be a fluff piece of sorts. Expect it to put Vince McMahon over so hard because the WWE has their hands in its production. Yeah, oh. yeah. So, so yeah, Stone Cold 1, uh, Vince McMahon docu, probably number 4 in terms of uh, how, how excited we are. <laughs> Speaking of Vince McMahon, he also wants to try something different for the Royal Rumble in 2021, which when you think about it is about two months away. It's that close. So the reports are saying that WWE is working on a way to bring the fans back inside an arena for the Rumble and that they're still trying to push for WrestleMania to be in a stadium at LA. They're trying to bring that back to the Raymond James Stadium in Tampa, Florida. Okay, <laughs> this is a bad idea and I think we don't have to explain why. Yeah, it's not solved COVID. So... It's actually closer than we think now that you think about it. Because before, like Shamper, a few months ago, it wasn't as near. But now, as we close the year and WrestleMania season is upon us and there is no end in sight, uh, this isn't a good idea. They're not going to get their the, the the desired amount of fans back in those arenas, No, nor will the government allow any of this. I mean, in the NBA and the NFL, that punk crowds. So what more this, Diba? So I don't think it's going to work. Sorry. Yeah, and at the same time, you guys said it. COVID is still very much a thing. It's not like December thirty first hits and COVID will be like ah twenty twenty one na ayoko na. Well, no, it doesn't work enough. that way. It's a virus, right? It's, it has to get solved. It still has to get cured. But at the same time, the rumble is one of those things that actually needs an audience. I feel like because if you imagine the returns of of guys like Edge, remember Edge's return that last yeah. rumble. That pop was huge. About AJ Styles, another Rumble debut that was incredible. And if they try and do that without a crowd, bang, 
womp womp. <laughs> it's just, it won't be the same, you know, it won't be the same. And, and, and as much as I want to keep people's safety in mind as a Rumble fan and fanatic, like, I, I don't know what to expect when this Rumble comes around. All I want now is saying Womp Womp on our soundboard, and I'll be happy. Yeah. <laughs> Let's get the soundboard first. How about that? We have to get our soundboard back from Wii Remote. <laughs> oh, my. Okay, in other news, uh, Marvel Studios, or Marvel as a whole, is in talks to start its own wrestling promotion. So this comes as a follow-up to your news last week Now they've got a partnership going with AAA. So now they're apparently trying to set up their own company. I uh, I don't know what I don't know why they want to do this. Parang suddenly, all of a sudden, they want to position their superheroes as wrestlers as luchadors. So it's weird. I I would assume that it could be like Lucha Underground, but uh, I think that would be the best case scenario for Marvel. Sa akin lang dapat ang si Bonesaw. I want Bonesaw <laughs> to make his debut in that in that league in that promotion because. What's a Marvel wrestling promotion without bones? So, Baradulu ba si Baron Blade? Baron Blade. All right. Uh, in non WWE news, Thunder Rosa lost her NWA title last week to Serena Deeb, and there are now rumors. Yeah, yeah, and uh, rumor and innuendo says that AEW and WWE are both uh, trying to sign her. So as uh, according to Billy Corgan, she's still with NWA, but there's also reports from Dave Meltzer in Adapa she would have been at Halloween Havoc but couldn't appear there due to travel restrictions. So I'm not familiar what they look like sa San Antonio where she lives and you know getting into Florida where all the wrestling action is happening. But I just want to see Thunder Rosa in the best situation possible, whether that's NXT or AEW. I have no preference. Actually, Rosa has denied the, the rumors about Halloween Havoc. Because there wouldn't have been any space for her on the show, looking back on it. Because hey, look at that card. It was uh, pre-planned from top to bottom. That, uh, that rumor wasn't true. And she has gone on record to say that she would go, she would sign with whichever promotion lets her do everything she is doing. And I don't think signing with a company that would restrict her from all of that stuff would be on top of her priorities. And it's not just Rocket. I mean, we've talked to her on this very same podcast and she declared her love for Mission Pro Wrestling as one of her passion projects, as something that she wants to get off the ground and up and running as much as possible, diba? So if she is able to sign with a company that can allow her to do both things, be a promoter and a performer, then she's going to do that because she has to look after herself right, and her well-being. Yeah, so uh, best of luck to Thunder Rosa and whichever company is trying to tie her down. I guess given the situation, AEW could be her best bet. Mm-hmm. Could. It looks like it, Naman. In other women's wrestling news, Kylie Ray is no longer a wrestler, and this is an announcement that she made on her own Patreon. Uh, she apologized to all of her fans and supporters and only said that she's taking time off to get well. This comes after last year, she just mis- uh, mysteriously left AEW, and then now she missed her last few impact dates. So now there's a bit of a clearer picture. Um, again, first and foremost, priority should be her health, and we're just happy that she says she's well. And that uh, the people from the wrestling community are also showing her love, saying that she is alive. So I think yung talaga pinaka importante. Uh, as to where Kylie Ray ends up from here, I think it's really up to her. Diba? Yeah, uh, speculation is rampant that Kylie Ray is suffering from some sort of anxiety. And 
when you think about it, the symptoms, if you will, the the cues, the signals, kind of align with that. Chamber, uh, there's no official word. We can only assume. But uh, knowing that, knowing that speculation as well, we can only offer our support for her as she does her best in dealing with whatever she is going through right now. Because it's really tough, especially when you are a performer and when you are expected to do greater things with your career and then just to fall to that uh, silent uh, silent demon, if you will. So I, I, I know what it's like. I put my support behind her and I hope that she can uh, bounce back in however way she wants. Yeah, I agree. I am um, just happy that we now know what happened to her what she's actually been going through. We we know that she's at least alive and, yeah. and unharmed, relatively speaking. So if this is what she needs to take time out of the of her per- professional life, so to speak, and, and get help for herself, then uh, how can you be against that? Right? Especially with the history of wrestling and mental illness. Yeah, 100%. And let's top off the news and rumors that in with NJPW announcing the best of the Super Juniors and the Super J Cup. So two tournaments, completely different lineups for both. And our guys, uh, Robbie Eagles and TJP are, are part of both. So you got Robbie Eagles in BOSJ. You got TJP in the Super J Cup. Uh, Leo Rush, another big name in the Super J Cup. So this looks uh, like a stacked tournament for both of them. Even though the BOSJ is it's two blocks. It's only one block of 10 wrestlers. So it's, it's a little bit different given time constraints, but having both tournaments to end the year or to start 2021 is way better than having them get canceled altogether because of the pandemic, right? Oh, yeah, And we're, we're, I'm rooting for Robbie, really. That's, that's pretty much it. Same, yeah. Same. You, you, know, you know, rooting interest not in here in the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast, seeing how far the Sniper of the Skies can go in this year's BOSJ. Uh. All right, uh, we're going to talk about Halloween Havoc and some of the big things from NXT this week, as well as our predictions for full gear. But first, we got to take a quick break and hear from our other podcasts. Hi, mga matcha, sexy, chismosa. Ako nga pala si Makoy, ang inyong corporate slave. At ako nga pala si Ingo, ang inyong corporate lucky. Nabalitaan nyo na ba yung pinakabagong chismis? Nandito na kami ngayon sa Podcast Network Asia. Oo nga, kaya samahan nyo kami sa longest. Longest? Running. Comedy podcast sa buong Pilipinas. Di ba ba Ang macho chismisa. Dahil ang tunay na macho, chismoso. Pag longis ba? Tayo rin yung pinakamatigas. Alright, uh, welcome back to the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast. We get to... Oh, okay. You good? You good? Yeah, you're good. Are you good? Are you okay, good? Okay. Are you good? good for you? Yeah. <laughs> no, I I heard oops on your and Kala. Oh, what Anyway, no, uh, you, I was about it was you. It was you. It was you. <laughs> All right. I was saying that. No, uh, I was just gonna say that before we get to our predictions for full gear and the NXT talk, uh, we've got our Lazada affiliate up. So eleven eleven is actually next week, and if you want to help out the podcast through your online shopping, all you have to do is to use our exclusive affiliate link. That is tinyurl.com slash Wrestling Wrestling X Lazada. Once again, that is uh-huh. tinyurl.com wrestling wrestling. Oh, teka. we have an affiliate link for 1111 Mismo. So our affiliate link for 1111 is tinyurl.com wrestling wrestling X Lazada 1111. Oh, there, there you go. Just add the 1111 at yeah. the end. 
So use that every successful checkout will give us a small commission. Basta na deliver yung product to your doorstep. All right, Chino, let's get to some Kumu shoutouts. All right, saying what's up to all the guys joining us today. Hey, see tonight, pala, si Kevin Gregorio just sent us a halo halo. Thank you, Kim. Thanks, man. Thanks for all the gifts you guys are sending, saying what's up to Jadine Cesar, Jadel Hasmin Soriano, Sabel, Sheila Santos, Shane Nader, Elijah Valentano, Treb, and Ellie Yellow. And thank you for joining us here on Kumu. All right. So let's talk about NXT first and some of the bigger things that happened over the last couple of episodes. First off, Johnny Gargano is the new North American champion. And then you have Pete Dunne joining the kings of NXT. I guess that's uh, their name now. Yep. Uh, you also have the that Haunted House of Horrors match, which I actually loved. And um, the Same. Scream Mask person. Uh, who's supposed to be in the Hartwell, but uh, obviously on cam, we don't know, we don't confirm. Uh, I want to start with the Kings of NXT, because I think that's the most compelling storyline they've got going on right now. Uh-huh. So if you haven't been keeping up with NXT, there's a new faction built by Pat McAfee, and he's got the new NXT Tag Team Champions, Oni Lorcan and Danny Burch, and the returning Pete Dunne. And they, they are calling themselves the Kings of NXT, and they're really exacting their vendetta, yung revenge nila against the Undisputed Era, for everything that the UE has done over the years, except you know, this time, yung, yung undisputed era, yung baby faces. So, what do you guys think about how this story is shaken out? I like how uh, I like how the best way to fight for white guys is for other white guys. <laughs> like <laughs> that to me is like the best fight fire with fire example I can think of. Also, can't help but feel like this is just going to last until war games. Like. I don't even think we have war games. Parang hindi yata war games this year. Or whatever, whatever takes the place of war games. It's such a convenient stable to have. Uh, of four random assembly of it's a random assembly of four dudes to take on a, a more concrete assembly of four dudes. I don't know, man. It's just it's just an interesting way to go about things for me as far as the U is concerned. I was actually more expecting and interested in the civil war angle that people were supposedly teasing online. Mas interesting sa yon. And even if it does break four guys up, I mean you still end up with two tag teams anyway. Down the down the road. So it still it still works out in the tag team division. But four guys, but this whole new thing that they're trying to do. I can't really get on that right now. I think uh, the the civil war was seems like the original plan, but it seems like the Pat McAfee involvement was uh, a last minute decision, especially after Ridge Holland got injured. And to their credit, they really made it work. Uh, Pat McAfee is so good as a mic guy; he is putting in the work. I can't discount him just yet because he's been here every week, and it's really good. Like. The the undisputed era have been baby faces for quite some time. Just they just needed something to really put them over as baby faces, and I think this uh, this new group is the perfect foil for them. I say it kind of mirrors UE as they mentioned on this week's NXT. Uh, they were they're taking out their anger and vengeance on uh, the past bullying of UE. And it's really good because it opens the Undisputed Era up to a redemption arc by, you know, by 
pretty much allowing them to make up for what they used to do or for, for how how terrible they've been to NXT. I will even say, sorry, go sorry, Gino. Uh, let me just get this in. I will say that Pat McAfee as a mic guy is for the benefit of everybody on that stable, that side. Oh, because no, no, no. Not, not, <laughs> none of them are really mic guys. Right? That's true. O- o- only Larkin just tweets. Uh, Danny, Danny Birch is British. Say Pete Dunn is just angry all the time. So Paramedro, these are known for their mic skills. That's what I'm trying to get at. So to have somebody as annoying as Pat McAfee on that side, it actually helps if you, especially if you juxtapose him against somebody as charismatic as Adam Cole. So yeah, um, since you mentioned sense. yung juxtaposing, ang ganda actually ng pagka mirror image nila. You have Adam Cole and Pat McAfee. Oni and Danny have Kyle O'Reilly and Bobby Fish. And then Roderick Strong and Pete Dunn have that. Parang yung, yung pagka-mirror nila. And it also talks about their history. Kasi um, it's a great way of tying in yung history ni Pete Dunn with the Undisputed Era, which goes all the way back to when Roddy became a part of the UE. So that that's a great thing that they added to the table. And when you when you look at Pat McAfee and the work he puts in, siya tito mong makwento eh. Sobrang makwento niya kasi he's able to really flesh out these stories and tie the narrative together in a very efficient way na... Hindi, hindi siya yung promo na nagda-drag. Mm. So it, it, it's actually, a, um, itong last couple of promos he's done on NXT have been really, really good in setting the table for what the Kings of NXT's purpose is and what they're fighting um, when they're going up against the UE. So uh, unlike Chino, I have a little bit more optimism and I have more positive feelings overall towards the Kings of NXT. My only, my only gripe about the Kings of NXT is that Pete Dunne feels like second fiddle to to Pat McAfee. Uh, we've known Pete Dunne as you know the guy in NXT UK, and sometimes here in NXT. So parang na relegate siya to being a henchman of of Pat McAfee when you know that he can stand out on his own. Yeah, you that's know, just I, my thing. Yeah, I agree. I totally agree with that because Pete Dunne's the longest reigning NXT UK champion. It took Walter. The second longest then. Fine. Second longest. It took Walter to beat him. Just that just goes to show the metal this man has. And to make to make him a lackey, a sort of replacement. Oh, our other British guy is injured. Let's get another British guy to complete the four. It's like it seems like an afterthought, honestly. No, it makes sense though, because at least there was a tie-in to how you know Roddy joined UE. Okay, so at least yeah, they okay. were able to save it that way. Yeah, okay, at least then, right? but then we all know that wasn't the original plan, right? So sure. sure. So uh, I don't know. I, I I want the best for Pete Dunn, is that what I'm trying to get at? Because I'm such a fan of him. Somebody give me buckets with regards to Pat McAfee. Get See, Pat McAfee now will become a main event roster with his mic skills upon Rocky. Like, and I, I can see that happening because he the he's willing to learn, and that really that's a that and he's really good at the mic. But the fact that he's really willing to learn uh, a craft, a sport that isn't naturally uh, natural to him is huge, especially since management is so hot on him. They like him a lot. They're putting him in main event spots like this. So, so at least there, you know, you can expect Pat McAfee to not stay very long in NXT if it does come to that. All right, uh, I want to switch gears and talk about the Garganos. So, pagsabi na natin, we predicted last week that both Johnny and Candice would be champions by now. So only half of that came true. 
I'm kind of pissed. I'm kind of pissed that Candice is yes. a women's champion at this point. Yes. Um, sobrang sayang. Um, I, I'm not too happy that she's feuding with Shotzi Blackheart. Obviously, off-shoot story na lang yun, off of what happened on Halloween Havoc. But I think Candice LeRae deserves so much better. And yeah. I think Io Shirai is at a point where she could have afforded to lose the championship. Now, yeah. I don't know what she's going to be doing as, as women's champion or seeing next woman up. Whereas if it was Candice, with all the baby faces on the roster, uh, there could have been other people challenging her with, uh, as women's champion. I agree, I agree. Uh, especially bad because the finish of that table ladders and scares match at Halloween Havoc made her look really, really bad. She was wide open for the win. Indy Hartwell slash Scream Mask guy helped her out. And then for some reason, Io Shirai managed to get back up and steal the win from her. So it really looks bad on her. As for all the for all the points that you mentioned about, you know, a, a heel women's champion on, in a division full of baby faces. And they haven't really done Candice LeRae any justice at this point in her career. Right? They brought her in. She became an afterthought. Then she became Johnny Gargano's wife, and then they turned her heel. But then she's still Johnny Gargano's wife, and then she went after the title, and then she lost, and then she went. It's just a repetitive circle of disappointment for be if you're a Candice LeRae fan, right? You want her to be her own person because she's an incredibly good wrestler. Just look at what she did to end that match. She dove through a ladder. To close that match, right? uh, Who is willing to do that in the women's division? She I mean, this is the a, same woman who bled at a PWG event, Exactly, right? In the Indies, she was known as such a deathmatch legend, right? A hardcore legend in that she was willing to do anything. Tapos dito sa WWE, they casted her as like the cute girl, and again, Pixie. It's just such a mishandling of her as a talent. Sayang talaga. Jackie's pointing out in the comments that the Candice and Shotzi rivalry dates back to the uh, to the number one contender battle royal. Yes, that's correct. Uh, but still, like I, I would have taken Candice as women's champion way over this, <laughs> especially when, especially when the match has happened twice already in yeah. the yes. span of what two months, I think. Yes. Mm. So yeah, it's overkill uh, for us to see Candice and Shotzi again. And um, knowing knowing the booking as it is, it looks like Candice will be a stepping stone for Shotzi to eventually be in contention for for the women's title. So uh, and, yeah, going back to Gina's point. And and if you think about it, both matches that Candice was involved in. Sorry, I don't mean to go back here, but both matches that Candice was involved in ended in, in the same way. The outside interference, natalo pa siya. So what a chunk, yes. So both times she had outside help and both times she lost. So what do you have to throw an army against Yushinai now? Yeah. Speaking of um outside interference in the form of Johnny Gargano and the scream mask guy, it's at least like payoff the man. So hindi naman super not credible tong see scream mask guy uh, slash indie Hartwell. Um, it paid off for Johnny Gargano. He's now the North American champion, and apparently playmates didn't sell any scream mask guy because they're playing the game of life in Johnny's house. <laughs> I, I, it just really hit me today how annoyed I am to see Johnny Gargano on TV, which on one hand means that he's really good at playing a heel, but on the other, it makes me not want to root for him anymore. Because see, Johnny Gargano, he's kind of like Sami Zayn in the same in, in the sense that. Super grating nila as bad guys. Like, they really know how to get under your skin by talking in a certain way na nakakaburat. Like, that, that's just really the best way to put it. 
Uh, this this heel Gargano thing, uh, the gimmick actually was uh, his original gimmick when he first started out in the Indies. So uh, it just so happened that he was much better as a babyface, and we got used to him as a babyface because uh, he was small, and a lot of the guys in WWE are much bigger, and you know cruiserweight action, so on and so forth. Uh, but yeah, you're right. Uh, he is quite annoying now. He knows how to get people riled up, and uh, it's working out for him. Yeah, no, I agree that Johnny Gargano as a heel is so perfect. Your your comparison to him and, and Sam Zayn makes sense. Because you remember you brought up the article that written, was written about Sam Zayn, how his his move set is diminishing, and yeah. how he said such a a spot monkey anymore, right? He you see Johnny Gargano. I don't see. I I can see him. I can see that happening to him in in a way. Not that it. Not that NXT is such a a place for that to happen, but in the long run, when you stick to this Johnny Gargano character, he's annoying, his his voice is grating. I can totally see uh him build being built into such a character. Yeah, it, it's funny because the same character that Johnny Gargano's pulling off, in a way, ganun din si Cameron Grimes. Eh. Yeah. I don't know if you guys see it, but they're basically the same guy. Cameron Grimes just has a country accent and long hair, but they're the same guy. Yeah. Uh, is, is, isn't Cameron Grimes more, more sle- sleazier? Yeah, I, mean, I, sleazier, I find yes. him sleazier. Uh, like, uh, yeah, sorry. Yeah. Must, must trailer trash to Cameron Grimes. Yeah, exactly. Right? Compared to Johnny Gargano, who's just annoying. Right? Who's, who's, yeah, uh, Johnny Gargano is probably the Middle America version of Cameron Grimes. How about that? Yeah, he has a, he has a, he. The watching bangko basically is what the Johnny Gargano was doing, and I like it, the because he's saying that his way is better than everybody else's. It makes sense to me. Now, whereas with Cameron Grimes, he's just sleazy. He's just he's just a dirtbag, So and that also in its own right works. Yeah. Speaking of Cameron Grimes, um, that haunted House of Horrors match was actually pretty fun. I like how Hindisha one go lang na cinematic match and that they broke it up. For me, it kept things fresh. It wasn't draggy. And as somebody who's not really a fan of horror stuff and yung mga scare jumps, um, it kind of spaced it out for me. So that was pretty good. Uh, napaka weird lang na all of a sudden my supernatural powers at tong si yeah. Dexter Lumis. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Um, Dexter Lumis being the NXT's version of The Undertaker doesn't make sense to me, but I like how they stuck with the zombies even all the way to the ring, the body contortionist and zombie ref. That was so good, man. I, I like how it wasn't your typical horror match. And that it actually scared me. There was a point in the in the show in the match where I actually got a little afraid of what was happening. In that sense, it actually works as a horror movie. And it's such a perfect match to have in the Halloween show for wrestling. If you if you were to throw out a Halloween match this time, yeah, I just I just want them to explain why. All of a sudden, Dexter Loomis has a haunted house. Uh, you know, just throw in throw in drugs in there. Just do that and, and be done with. No, no, seriously, because it's weird. Um, the good thing about it was that in this week's NXT, they played up the effects of you know how the match scarred Cameron Grimes forever after the match. Yeah. So, indeed, uh, one off for you know for the Halloween effect. It's it's affecting him in ways that he doesn't understand. But I just need, I just need him to wrap up 
the re uh, you know uh, how Dexter Loomis has supernatural Undertaker powers. Yeah, like some scenes you go to where uh, it was all probably probably in Cameron Grimes' head because in a chloroform she need Dexter Loomis or something. Give us something, right? Give us something. Uh, last point for NXT, um, the Cruiserweight Championships getting interesting for me just because Jake Atlas has this edge. He's not cookie cutter babyface, and he's actually got the balls to go after Raul Mendoza and and Joaquin Wild, ambushing them in the parking lot. Um, I I don't think we've had a cruiserweight championship storyline like this in a while. Yeah, um, they've actually been giving time to it. My only problem with the cruiserweight division is that the NXT cruiserweights are the ones getting the title shots. The two hundred five like cruiserweights aren't you know so much in the in contention. So that's weird. Um, kind of makes you wonder why they have 205 Live still. But um, Jake Atlas is good. It's just that he has been fighting Santos Escobar for as long as I can remember. <laughs> I, just, I just wish they did something else. But uh, they're, they're getting to it, I think. And I, I can't wait for that. But then you have, all, on the other end of the title picture, you have Jordan Devlin, who just made his return to NXT UK. And he's still claiming to be the... NXT cruiserweight, or sorry, the cruiserweight champion about that part of the world. So yeah. we it's interesting to see if they're going to unify it, if they're going to keep it to separate titles, what's gonna happen here in the long run. I can't they should, I know. They, Pete Dunn is already back from the UK, so there is no reason why Jordan Devlin can't come back from the UK as well. Yes, so he should be a that, matter of No, he's only it was only through uh, no, that he only appeared via video. Yeah, he did, he did. Uh, but yeah, I, I'm I'm predicting that there has to be a match between the interim cruiserweight champion, which is Santos Escobar, and the linear champion, which is Jordan Devlin. So um, if you've been observing NXT UK, they actually call Jordan Devlin the linear champion. Because yeah. technically, sa lineage, sa naman talaga yung uh, next yeah, in line. Right. Ito. Ito. All right, let's transition to the other half of the Wednesday Night Wars and talk about AEW. You've got Full Gear, which is happening on Sunday morning, Manila time. Uh, I believe that's around 9 a.m. because it's the daylight saving. So if you've been following yeah. yung American TV shows in real time, everything is one hour later. Yung mga dapat 8 a.m. Normally, it's now 9 a.m. And it's going to stay that way until March. Okay. Um, looking at the AEW Full Gear card right now, there are nine matches, including the pre-show match between Serena Deeb and Allison K for the NWA World Women's Championship. So what we'll do is we'll run down the card and then if we have any interesting takeaways from your stories as, as uh, they've happened today on AEW, we'll uh, natin from there, right? Right. Let's start with the pre-show match. Serena Deeb versus the former NWA World Women's Champion, Allison K. I don't think they're going to do a title switch on an AEW pre-show match. Uh, not just that. Allison K is now officially a free agent after being signed to NWA for much of the past year. So I don't think they're going to give it back to her. Especially now that she is gone from the company, I I will right. say that I like how they have an NWA title match on an AEW card. It just goes to show that AEW is more willing to work with outside companies than say the WWE. But I like how there's a not a different promotion on this card. Yeah. Uh, next up, let's go with Hangman Adam Page versus Kenny Omega in the finals of the AEW World Championship Eliminator Tournament. So very interesting in the this week. Uh, that they both cut promos on each other in vignettes, and then when FDR attacked the Young Bucks, they both came out to save the Young Bucks. So 
there was a tension there and there were also hints that the elite could be getting back together. But I think Kenny's going to remain Kenny and be full dick heading into full gear. And it's going to stay that way. And I think Kenny wins. So I think Purtis is ni Kenny up until this point. Like for the past few months since losing the AEW Tag Team Championships, he's been only teasing a heel turn. I think this is when they actually do it. As to who wins, I do think it's going to be Kenny. Because at this point, it's time for him to get back to the world championship scene. And I want to see Moxley versus Kenny with the roles switched. Yeah, I want, I want Kenny to win because I feel like he needs it. For the longest time, he's just been playing second fiddle to everybody else in the elite, deba. Right? He hasn't really taken a role on TV. So it'll be interesting to see what he can do with it, right? if, if this character is a character that can carry over to a weekly television show. Right? If it's something that works in, in that long uh, uh, timeline. So I want to see it happen. Yeah, uh, I think this version of Kenny Omega, when he finally goes full heel, this could be the boss that takes John Moxley down. Hmm. Right. Uh, next up, since I mentioned Moxley, let's get to the World Championship match. It's an I Quit match between Mox and Eddie Kingston. So that promo this week was really good. It it was really fire. You could really feel your emotion. Um, I I don't know. It's everything I want in a promo. Like you can feel how real it was. He had the real world elements into it, and it also was tied into the story. And See, I- um. Sorry, go Chino. Sorry, if you watch Being the Elite, which is something I do now, thank you, Quarantine. Um, Eddie Kingston actually cuts the weirdest promos on the most random objects. So you really know that he's a good promo guy. But one time he got a promo on a cookie, the other time he cut a promo on a pumpkin basket. So he's really such a, he's a very charismatic, very compelling person to watch when he talks on the mic. He's also a very hardcore wrestler. So to go up against another hardcore guy like John Moxley, the only prediction you can actually make here is that guaranteed is that somebody was, will bleed profusely. Somebody's going to go through something and they're not supposed to go through. Something of that nature will happen. Yeah, I don't, I don't expect this to be a barn burner. Like uh, Kingston is great, but you know he is a heel. He's not going to turn it right. up. Uh, I expect this to be more of a story match heading into... Uh, I don't know whichever big uh, world championship feud Moxie has left. So it's going to be a, a defense for Moxie, a successful defense. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I was going to say, Kanina, before, uh, before Chino gave his point, nah, I think it's Moxley's to win as well. Um, I, I don't see Eddie Kingston becoming a champion in, in AEW. Maybe TNT champion, but not like the AEW oh, world TNT, champion. For sure. Yeah. All right. Let's get to that match in TNT championship. It's Cody Rhodes versus Darby Allen. Huh. I don't know how to feel about this. I'm not very excited about this match. Maybe because we've seen it already. You forgot to mention that Cody got Rhodes back. Oh, yeah. Cody did get Rhodes back. Uh, that's a big deal. That's a win. Uh, he cut a promo on it uh, post-Dynamite Kanina. So that's something worth celebrating because he finally was able to sort out those trademark issues. So maybe as early as Sunday Manila time, Cody Rhodes is calling on TV. But you know, as, for, as for the match itself, I don't really care. So I'm I'm just gonna predict that Cody wins, but then uh, the problem was that I think uh, the goodwill was with Orange Cassidy. So when he didn't win the championship, but okay, it's just another Cody reign, and uh, I just want to see. I I hope that because of this apathy, we get a Darby Allen win, 
I want to see that. I, I want to see. Uh, I, I don't know. Well, I guess uh, Cody had to win so that you don't have to sacrifice uh, Brody Lee to Darby Allen. So let's see if they can actually pull that off. Yeah, um, I, I'm with you, Stan. I really know how to feel, especially since Cody took the title off of Mr. Brody Lee. Um, I don't. I'm still not over that. I'm still not over the fact that he put himself over, that he keeps burying other guys for the sake of his own own push. Right? Don't bury, but just you know, just taking wins from other people. Yeah, the right? There are other people who deserve it more than him. He doesn't need the rub, and yet for some reason he keeps getting the push. So I don't. I don't know. If, I don't. I'll be surprised if Darby Allen walks away with it, right? That's supposed to be his promise, but that's supposed to be his big thing for AEW, where, where guys who don't get a chance elsewhere get a chance here. So maybe he does do it, but I, it's very slim. He's the ace. It's what he said this week on Dynamite. He's the okay. ace. Okay. Um, I, I just want to touch on Yung promo ni Taz from this week. It was really good. Um, I, I oh, loved yeah, yeah, it because. Yeah. He actually addressed the complaints natin on the podcast last week about AEW burying its own ranking system. Ang galing! Taz pointed out that Brian Cage is technically number one. But why isn't he in, the, in, in consideration to face Mox? Uh, Ricky Starks has an identical record but isn't even ranked top five. Sobrang ganda! And um, the, the disgruntled promo from Taz is basically all of us smart fans. No, I, I got thoughts about this. So, yeah, the promo was good, but I don't see the end game of scripting one of your employees to take a shit on on the ranking system that you have. So, ano yung gusto niyo mangyari as a company? That you have, you are actually acknowledging that your storytelling in that aspect has failed? Uh, I, don't know what you, I don't know what you want to do out of that. Because... Uh, it it doesn't make sense when you know it's not a shoot. Eh? It's, it's not a real shoot. So I don't know what to think about it. Also, jumping off of Rose's point, we go back to what he said, what you said, bro, last week. That AEW should just own up to the fact that it's sports entertainment. Cody Rhodes brought it up in his promo again. I went to war. I left the empire. I went to war. We're different. Blah, blah, blah. How are you still saying that after all these leaks? Why is that still your point, bro? Move on. Oh, nice. I, I know I know it's in the name of branding, but come on. Someone has to point it out somewhere. In, some, someone has to think has to be thinking about it. Now you are not any different from Raw. Yeah, WWE. So, so they should just either drop the ranking system altogether or stick to it. Because this so, in-between I, thing is so weird. Does it mean that since Taz took a shit on it and he was asked to take a shit on it, uh, are they scrapping it now? Is that is that what the end game is? Because I really don't know what what they wanted to do with that Taz work shoot. Yeah, well, for them, they're still emphasizing now wins and losses matter in AEW. So technically, we still see it. We just don't see it get maximized to its full potential. But that's why the ranking system isn't really paying off right now. If it did, Brian Cage would still be number one contender. But, you know, we are where we are. Uh, we'll get to more of our AEW Full Gear predictions in a bit. But first, we'll take a quick break right here. What's up, boomers? This is Usapan Retro. Hey, what's up? I'm Sonia. Hey, my name's Ron. 
Yo, we're boomers and we love to talk about video games and otaku culture and we're from the Philippines. Catch us live on the Kumu app every Saturday at 5 p.m. and the podcast every Monday at 8 a.m. Catch you nerds there! All right, before we get to more of your full gear predictions, let's take uh, let's take some time out to thank our friends from Shopee. We've got 11-11 happening in a few days. And if you want to help out the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast and get the best deals on Shopee as well, all you have to do is to check out our exclusive affiliate link for Shopee. So check out tinyurl.com slash WWPXShopee1111. Again, that's tinyurl.com slash WWPXShopee1111. Click that link before you go to the app and then add to cart. Come 11.11, check it out. And after every uh, every product gets delivered to your doorstep, then there you go. Uh, that's you've, you've, got your, you've got your item already. And you've got uh, that, that commission as well. That sweet, sweet commission for the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast and PNA. Oh, All right, uh, Chino, uh, let's get some Kumu shoutouts. All right. Hey, a lot of guys are sending their thoughts on Kumu. First and foremost, let's give a shout out to Washi Abby. Who sent us a Carlito? Hello, thank hey, you, Abby. Thanks, Abby. One of, our, one of our newer subscribers on our Patreon as well. Thank you, Abby. Sabini Kim KM Gregorio Kingston does promos with a passion. For some reason, Kubu censors words that sound that sound lewd, but they're not really. No, they so, just censored the word ass. <laughs> they censored sounds- the word ass in passion. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it took a while for me to get what that meant. Sabi, give me buckets. Cody got his surname back. Yes, that is huge. Prince RJC sang Cody's theme song, which is, I'm not going to do it. But I don't have song request. So, you got to go in. Say what's up to Cuisine Bordado. Hello to you as well. Sabi, yeah, full gear. And he also sent us a halo, halo. Hey, oh, thank RJC thank also you. sent us a halo, halo. Guys, thank you so much. Also, a shout-out to Randy Vitalis. Hey, thank you, Randy, for joining us here on Kumu. Thank you to the following people for following us. Jin Wu and Cuisine Roberado. Roberado, as a mouthful, (laughs) for following us here on Kumu. Thank you so much, guys. All right. Uh, thanks everybody on Kumu and on Facebook that na comment and nagpapaulan with your gifts. More full gear predictions. Let's talk about the World Tag Team Championship scene. It's FTR versus the Young Bucks. Um, okay, I'm gonna admit, medyo na awa ako sa Young Bucks this week. Pero sobrang too little, too late. Like, okay, all of a sudden Matt Jackson has an ankle injury, and I'm supposed to feel sorry for him. Eh, kind of, but I just want to see FTR beat them up now, even more. Uh-huh. Actually, you're right. Uh, they worked faces. They worked face against uh, private party this week, and it, it was effective. Pero yun yah, parang somebody realized, okay, something was wrong. Uh, we were not getting the sympathy we need for the young box, and just suddenly shifted at the very last show. Yeah, parang it's a he was limping on being the elite for some reason. I guess this is this is the same reason, uh, but but he was he was limping. He was carrying the limp over to. That show, which I, again, you couldn't take the hand until today's dynamite, right? but then again, I feel like FDR walked away with it. Uh, it's still too early in their in their reign to drop the titles, even if it is to the Young Bucks. Here's the question though if FDR retains and the Young Bucks said, if we lose, we're never challenging for the straps again. Pano na? 
I mean, they're the young bucks pa rin. <laughs> uh, I don't know, man. Uh, it seems like a, a, a device that they keep using. Because Cody used it last yes, year. Yes, exactly. And I don't know. It doesn't, it doesn't mean much to me anymore. Because I still remember Cody, right? So I think they're gonna lose, and they're just gonna stop challenging yeah. for the titles. They're, they're probably just gonna use them to put younger talent over, especially since they keep signing tag teams now. So who knows? So probably not. Anyone champion emeritus of Young Bucks? TNT tag team champions. Tabi, give me buckets. TNT tag team champions. TNT tag team champions. Thank you. Tabi ni Advin Angelos on Facebook. Alain Tainlata. All right, uh, next up, let's talk about the elite deletion, Matt Hardy versus Sammy Guevara. I think Sammy has to win this. Uh, you know, for for a match like this, they're not promoting it much on uh, on Dynamite. Like, oh, they have only... two segments. No, they have two it. segments, but it's not huge segments, you know. It's, um, parang, you would think with the bloody history between Sammy and Matt Hardy, that this would be a hotter feud, but it's not. Nadjo whimper lang yung yung interference in Sammy and Matt Hardy on each other this week. So I, I kind of find it, it doesn't feel like a deletion match. Yeah, I guess also, when you stack it up against the other AEW uh, against the other full gear matches and segments that pin remote nila on dynamite, I guess you have a point because like even the tag team championship match had a vignette. So I, I will I, I will agree there, but I don't know. I kind of feel parang yung, yung blood feud na Matt Hardy and Sammy Guevara. Like I'm expecting a good cinematic match. Like I'm not expecting uh, yeah, I'm not expecting like a five star classic, but I'm expecting something super entertaining. I just don't want anybody to get hurt. Oh, that's man. true. Yeah, yumpa, yumpa. <laughs> like I I think the reason they didn't push it as much is because it's still fresh on our minds that Matt Hardy almost died in the middle of a match, right? So it's still there, right? So maybe that's why it wasn't so so rough so massively promoted. Now that said, um I just want this to be over. They both deserve other guys. Um, and they both they both deserve to not die every time they do a match. As to I who think wins, the, though, I don't know. Yes, I think As the Matt Hardy Sammy Guevara feud is their version of Rey Mysterio versus uh, Seth Rollins. It's a long story. Cool, na na ligawo ni Matt Hardy ni Sammy Guevara si King Matt. That's gross. That'd be very wrong. Yeah, that'd be very gross. All right, moving on. Moving on. Wait, wait. As to who wins, um. My gut tells me that it's Matt because Matt usually wins these matches. But Sammy needs a win too. All right. Next up, let's talk about the Women's World Championship uh, match. It's Hikaru Shida versus Nyla Rose with Vicky Guerrero. I like that Vicky's involved now. I like that she's finally cutting promos on TV. But this is a match or a buildup that I did not feel at all. Like if I said that I didn't feel Cody versus Darby Allen, this is not what I feel. And it really is an indictment of the women's division book. Yeah, because we've already seen it. Um, and the sad part about AEW's women's division is that they're quickly running out of people to throw against Shida. They had to recruit somebody from the outside their last pay-per-view. match with Thunder Rosa. But even then, it, it it was it was a good match, but it wasn't enough. Now they're going they're circling around back to Nyla Rose. And I, I get why you don't feel what's going on here because I don't feel the same way too. I feel the same way too. The funny part is that they have a lot of women on dark, right? So I don't no. know why 
why they aren't being fed as well. Or, you he, he know, dropped, getting... he dropped the Hikarushi Day title, kill the shit Layla. Layla Hirsch is good. She's great. <laughs> or she, no, I'm not saying that she's not good, diba? But or to like somebody like uh, uh what's her name? Red, Red Velvet. Velvet. <laughs> I think I think Nyla wins, uh, just to freshen things up. Because as you mentioned, they've thrown so many people against Sheeta already. Yeah, um, I'm I'm just wondering where Doctor Britt is in all of this, and where Abaddon is in all of this. Abaddon is injured. Yeah, Abaddon oh, is injured. Okay. I didn't know that. She was uh, severely injured and is expected to make a comeback. She took okay. an elbow to the throat. Yeah. Yikes! All right. Um, the one good thing I'll say about the Nyla Rose story is that she's actually the number one contender. So in that respect, ginagaling naman ng yung ranking system. Sana naman, de ba? Okay, uh, last couple of matches. Chris Jericho versus MJF. If MJF wins, he's allowed to join the inner circle. Okay, I'm enjoying the story. Um, yeah, I think my build talaga. Yes, I think my build talaga. Even yung ano yung tag team match to open Dynamite, yung uh, Sammy versus Ortiz, uh, Sammy and Ortiz versus MJF and Wardlow. It was a great match, and you could see yung motivations of both teams. Like MJF and Wardlow wanted to prove that they're not soft, and then sina Sammy and Ortiz wanted to prove na Eh, wala namang kwenta tong MGF na to eh, but natin to re-recruit. So, that was a tag team match that didn't have stakes, but you knew what they were fighting for. And that's really all I can ask for from my wrestling. Because I'm so tired of seeing yung mga Sheamus and Matt Riddle na, alam mo yun, parang, okay, what are they fighting for? Nothing. Uh-huh. So, um, yun, I'll, I'll give them credit na they actually put in the work for this story. And they put in so much work that this means more to me than their mid-card championship match. I mean, problem, need... it, I mean, I mean, the problem is that if you're a certain person on the on the AEW roster, you kayo lang ang effort and time to build up your story. Uh, if you're not them, sorry ka na lang. It's nice though that we actually get something good coming out of this is rivalry here. Because they're singing MJF, right? They're singing dance on national TV. So at the very least, a wrestling match will settle all of this, wherein there are no pools of mimosas or no <laughs> or no other gimmicks on the and ringside. It's just a straight up wrestling match. It it's only going to do well for MJF. Now that said. I don't see him winning against Chris Jericho. Um, I feel like he's going to join the Dark Order in another way. Oh, sorry, the Inner Circle in another way. Ah, man. Yeah, I actually don't know what to predict. Yeah. Nico, Nico, um, hmm. I don't know. I don't know how they can keep going with this story then since both uh, of them are heels. I'm going to be bold and say MJF wins. I don't know. I think that's gonna. I think they're going to pull something different here. Okay, I, I, I'm gonna piggyback off of Ro, uh, off of Rose's prediction because I believe in Jericho and MJF storytelling. Okay, so there. All right, uh, let's finish it off with Orange Cassidy versus John Silver. Um, Why? I don't know what it is about John Silver, but he's he's actually the most interesting member of the Dark Order. <laughs> because the match, I don't know why they have this match on the pay per view though. I'd rather have Miro versus Trent happen it- here. Hindi ba to buy? Hindi ba to buy in? Then buy in. Serena Deeb versus Allison K. God, why did they dedicate an entire time slot to these guys? I know, right? <laughs> Should have been Nero and Trent. They had yeah, they had a exactly. better story. Oh, hindi pa nila sa settle yung arcade debacle nila. Oh. But the thing, but the thing with John Silver is he's easily the most entertaining guy. Yes, with the snapping stand. 
in, in the dark order because he's such a goofball. Just super yeah. funny. Just super and, funny, even on being the elite. And it maybe come it maybe comes at the detriment of the dark order. But at the same time, uh, I feel like both guys will just have a comedy match. Like like Orange Cassidy is Orange Cassidy, so you know he's gonna do his own thing. Uh with John Silver, it's still pretty unpredictable when it comes to the ring. So he doesn't carry over his his backstage persona to his in-ring persona. There's still a, a gap there, I feel like. I think Orange Cassidy was booked just to have Orange Cassidy on the card. Because people love him and he's a draw in some form. Yeah, uh, yeah, you're, you're absolutely right. Um, I was just looking at John Silver's Wikipedia page. Apparently, he's their version of Taiji Shimori. He's like five foot four and really jacked. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's, he's basically American Taiji. <laughs> All right, uh, there you have it. Those are our predictions for full gear. If you have any that you want to send our way, let us know. Hit us up on Twitter at Wrestling Two X Pod or uh, at Roiswar at China Supersized and at underscore Stan C. We actually have some comments that we want to get to. Um, yeah. A lot of them revolve around stuff that we have to like the main roster shows in WWE. So, Ro, take yeah. it away. So, yeah, so yeah, let's talk about uh, a few of your loose threads that you brought up. Let's go back from the start of the show. Jeb Brigada, I think it was, brought up uh, Lana getting put through a table by Nia Jax. Yeah. What the whole cool. point is. So, uh, I'm bring up para sayo. The whole point is... They're gonna. They want to make Lana a sympathetic character. They want you to feel sorry for her because, uh, power bump or sinasamoan drops a table. And the problem with this is that it doesn't work without a live crowd. Uh, you need the live crowd to feel sorry for Lana to dictate how we're feeling here at home when we watch it. So without that, if you're only relying on yung yung canned response. Uh, it doesn't work. I don't think it works the same way. To add to that, Ro, can I? Uh, can you say that they've written Lana to a point that it's kind of hard to feel sympathetic for her, na? Because given yeah. what she's done with Rusev and then with Lashley, parang I just can't root for this girl anymore. I just can't. Yeah, in then, in then, talagang you need the power of the live crowd. If they if they decide to feel sorry for her, then maybe we can follow along. But since uh, wala, since you're just going by uh, the canned audience response, wala, it's, it's not working for her at all. Okay. All right. Uh, uh, next. So yeah, next, uh, on the SmackDown side, so yeah, before uh, we got a couple of comments about this, first, let's address the, the underage, I need underage, but the teenage, the teenage elephant in the room, uh, Aaliyah Mysterio <laughs> kissed Buddy Murphy for the first time. To be fair, she initiated the kiss. Uh, Murphy only had to play along, but it doesn't make it right, y'all. It's kind of freaky. It's kind of creepy. Um, at some point, Murphy has to uh, protest <laughs> and say that this is not his intention, but I don't think that's going to happen. They're going to go by the fact that, you know, Aliyah is of technically legal age, even though she is not right in the head. Yeah, it's, it's Yeah, weird. it's just a bad idea. It's a, such a bad idea all around. I'm so sick and tired of this story. I hate that. It moved networks. It moved TV shows. Um, we're, we're probably going to end the year with a story that literally went from May to December. We, oh. We're getting a May-December relationship that lasted from May to December. This is so dumb. Fearless forecast. Murphy versus... Sorry. Murphy versus Seth Rollins versus Rey Mysterio to WrestleMania. 
it's probably, <laughs> it's, gonna look, it's, gonna, it's probably gonna look that way. Because I, I think um, they think they're telling some really complex story here with the with all what five of them. I think is it already five people? Yeah, including Dominic. Yeah, yeah. You want to include so, Angie? That's six. They're they're telling this weird epic story. Saka isip nila epic siya, but I think we're all just tired of it, and I don't know how we're gonna tell them to stop with the story at this point. Uh, somebody's asking in the comments, Admin Angelo, uh, any idea with the AEW games tease? Um, some of the rumors are stating that it could be an AEW video game. And if that's the case, then it's very possible because Aubrey Edwards, the uh, the senior referee's AEW, um, has gone on Talk is Jericho to talk about her involvement in the development of the game. So if you're not familiar, she actually has an extensive background in game development, as in you knew full-time job niya before she became a referee full-time. So if any indications about or a- any rumors about AEW game surface, it's probably towards a video game. Video game before they develop their women's division. All right. Uh, moving back to SmackDown. Uh, we can't not mention SmackDown without mentioning uh Jay Uso some appearing to turn heel. Uh we don't know if it's legit because for all we know, he could be stringing us along just you know, just to fake compliance to Roman Reigns. Okay, my problem with this heel turn from Jay Uso. Is that it wasn't acted well? He started the he started the episode of SmackDown hating Roman Reigns. He said, "I hate you," and you know, almost cried. And then all of a sudden, he wins against Daniel Bryan without changing anything. And all of a sudden, he understands Roman Reigns. So what happened there? Uh, there was no journey to earn that heel turn. It was all so sudden. And if it was uh, if it was a case of uh, Jay Uso being forced to turn heel, it wasn't acted well at all. What do you guys think? So yeah, Chino, go. Come on. No, I feel like it was always just going to end up this way anyway. Because he lost, number one, he lost his match to Roman Reigns at Hell in a Cell, and that was the stipulation. Number two, he the Samoan family stable has been teased quite a lot, even in actual WWE content, diba? So, I feel like they could have done a better job with it, yes, but I'm just a little glad that it's actually happening now. Like we're actually seeing the fruits of this actually bear something. That said, I like how they're giving Jay Uso some a, a lot of depth here, especially since he has to go up against a pure babyface like Daniel Bryan. I mean, I can't wait for them to actually collide when the time comes. I think the end game, at least for now, is Daniel Bryan versus Roman Reigns. And if that if that's the direction we're going, then that's great. Because finally, we're getting pure babyface Bryan and pure heel Roman. So that's uh, that's going to be an epic feud. Um, but I'm going to agree with Ro here that it wasn't earned. And let me fantasy book it for you to make Jay earn it, diba? Uh Let's say na Roman says na okay, uh, you're now um, an indebted servitude or whatever, whatever the word. Indentured servitude. Thank you, indentured servitude. There, and he tells Jay, "Now here's an ultimatum: if you can't even land yourself a spot on Survivor Series, then you're out of the family." And then Daniel Bryan beats Jay Uso, and then nagsproxy Jay Uso. That's when he turns heel and says, "I understand, Us," and starts beating down on Daniel Bryan. Like dun makikita mo na nag snap, like something 
flip in Jey Uso's head. Now he realized that he didn't afford for the family or for him and his wife and uh, Jimmy and his wife and their kids to get cut off from the Anuai bloodline. If that had happened, then I could say, na, okay, I can deal with this heel turn because it makes sense. But the problem was, uh, Jay Uso just going, I understand Us, hindi siya cliffhanger eh. Kasi hindi siya nag-build up to that point. Napaka sudden swerve lang niya. So, um, dun sila nagkulang for me. And that's why I feel like this is the very first, uh, the first misstep on what has been a great story up to that point. Yeah, uh, I just wanted that aha moment, that that moment that earned a snap, uh, you know, that earned a snap, a heel turn for Jay. Because uh, he's done a good job of being the babyface to this point. Eh? So I just don't understand why he suddenly uh, understands his his cousin. Okay, uh, moving back to Raw, we got a couple of questions about. Sorry, Sorry, Garo. Give me buckets. Buckets is asking on Kumu uh, if we think the Miz is walking away with the title because he can be a pawn to the tribal chief in the Empire. Do you think that's going to happen? Um, I actually don't agree that Miz is going to win the championship when he cashes in. So whenever he finally cashes in, succeeds in cashing in, he's I. For him, I see uh, his second money in the bank failing. Yeah, I, I don't think he needs it. Um, I don't think he's on any sort of up climb. Um, his stock isn't really uh, on the level of the title picture that's happening now on both Raw and SmackDown. Um, so I, I see him, I see him uh, losing the money in the bank cash in. Same. Um, it really depends who the champion is. And the way the stories are being written now, I think both heel champions will be champions until WrestleMania. And by that time, if The Miz hasn't cashed in by then, one month na lang before Money in the Bank. So it really depends who the champion will be. So until this uh, title landscape changes, we're going to say no. All right. Bruce Lim asks, what are our thoughts on AJ Styles as a Raw team captain? I don't think he's a team captain. He just suggested that he wanted to be team captain because he had Jordan Umogbehin as his muscle. But I don't think he is the team captain. I think but Drew will make... be team captain when Drew yeah, joins think, the team. I think Drew will be the team captain, yeah. Same. Yeah. Uh, especially since that team, puro big boys, yeah. And then, then you have AJ. So if you have Drew join in, you have Drew, Sheamus, uh, Keith Lee, uh, Braun, and then AJ. How are you going to um, convince them about to make you team captain? So, uh, nice try, AJ. <laughs> no, it's a little sad that he has to resort to being this nibbly heel when he's such a talented guy on his own, right? I mean, Johnny Gargano's uh, the same way. It's okay, fair. Fair. He doesn't get to why he needs a bodyguard. That's the only yeah, thing I don't know at this point. Yeah, I, why did he need Gallows and Anderson? No, I mean, because they were his friends. But this guy, Jordan, isn't his friend. He's just his bodyguard that he randomly signed. So I don't know why he needed him. Especially when he is the, the face that runs the place. showing word low to AJ's MJF. Well, clearly, yes. But why? Why, though? Yes, why? I don't know. Uh, any other loose threads on your end row? Let's check. Let's check really quick. We have loose threads. Retribution. Well, no, nobody asked about retribution this week. Okay, so Clearly, nobody cares about retribution anymore. Nobody wants and, to talk about Mustafa Ali. No, no, no. Ali. no, 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 no. Uh, wait, let me correct you. It is Mustafa Ali. And that's yeah, what I said. Mustafa, 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 Mustafa,
You said Mustafa. That's what I said. Your internet is slow. That's why. I said Mustafa Ali. Okay. Uh, so he, he corrected everybody on Raw Talk and he clarified that that's really how his name should be pronounced. And you have to give the guy credit because his social media game is really putting in the work. Like uh, that promo that he doesn't on TV where he addresses the stupid names and the masks and he connects it to his own lived experience of being judged because of his name and because of the way he looks. That's compelling storytelling. I don't know why they couldn't give him two minutes on Raw to deliver that promo. I don't know why. He was too busy beating up Tucker. Nobody (laughs) asked, nobody asked, but uh, Tucker is apparently buried. Yeah, he's buried now. He he didn't get an intro. He didn't get, um, he didn't get Otis chasing after him. So uh, actually, Ali kind of ties this together in his own special way. Uh, Ali was the hacker on SmackDown, right? And he was the one who helped Otis get with Mandy, right? So he he ties this in with the retribution attack on Tucker this week by saying that he kind of came to get justice for Otis. But we don't know why it wasn't Otis who came to get justice for Otis and why Tucker is still on Raw when we thought he was on SmackDown already. So that was super weird. And he also got his last name back. Like his 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 band said night. Uh but I mean, he didn't get an intro, so we never knew that for sure. Yeah. So it, it's just sad that they didn't give the this story a chance. Like they just killed it the night after it happened. But well, I know, now we don't know. Uh, what Jack, sorry. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, we don't know anymore. Yeah, yeah we don't uh, know. Jackie's it's saying my merch not a new retribution, which is really, really funny. Yeah, someone in WWE marketing thought that they would promote the the group that has been kayfabe hurting their company from the inside. Oh, huh. <laughs> How do we promote an anti-establishment faction? Oh, I know. Let's make them merch. <laughs> Let's make them sell out. <laughs> next week's Raw, naka t-shirt na si Slapjack, naka t-shirt na si T-bar is stupid. That's the WWE shop commercials. Yeah. Like they, they have their own version of the cutaway instead of the vest that they keep wearing. God. Yeah. yeah. I think that's it for the loose threads this week. Uh, do you guys want to talk about Jericho and his I am, uh, I'm not really political tweet which people are clowning uh, on? Okay. <laughs> That's not. That's not and say we did. I think everyone has clowned on him enough, including CM Punk. So we don't need to add to that even more. <laughs> I just want to say, in uh, in a world of Chris Jericho's and Drake Wurtz's and Kevin Dunn's and every other wrestling personality supporting the Republicans, be a Stephen Waltz, be a Hangman <laughs> Adam Page. Oh, uh, do your research in, if uh, you didn't get that reference. All right. On that note, uh, that brings us to the end of the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast for this week. Let's get to our picks of the week. And I'm going to start with my pick. It's the Inner Circle versus MJF and Wardlow. I talked about it earlier. It was a simple opening tag team match that had a story that really made sense and served a bigger purpose. So, and, and I was really compelled to watch from start to finish, especially since I to catch up on Dynamite. For me to watch, through, uh, watch the entire thing really meant that I was sucked into the story. So, great job. All right. I'll go next. My pick of the week is just one. Just one for this week. It's Raquel Gonzalez versus Rhea Ripley in a super great women's match. I thought it was much better than the main event. Uh, It was easily match of the night for me. These guys are great. Uh, 
I want to see Urkel push more than a Rhea push because we've already seen the Rhea push. So I I want uh, Raquel to get her Batista moment, if you will. That's what I missed. I missed it on the run yeah, okay. Anyway, it's all right. Yeah, my pick of the week actually goes out to NXT UK because I do that now. I will pick oh, so Walter Walter versus Ilya Dragunov for the NXT United Kingdom Championship. Oh my God, guys! guys please, watch, <laughs> please watch this match. Watch this match. <laughs> like uh, Ilya Dragunov is a cruiserweight who hits like a heavyweight. Yeah, if you have, if you're subscribed to the network, you can still catch it. You can catch it forever. Yes, because it is this match is so brutal on so many levels. Ilya Dragunov gets beaten to a pulp. That he still has enough strength to deadlift Walter into a suplex. And then even the storytelling, the way Nigel McGuinness, can I just say Nigel McGuinness has gotten so good on on the commentary table. The way he tells a story without the fans there, it's like you're watching a documentary as he tells it. The way how is this? How he shapes the narrative as the match goes on is just so compelling to watch, especially for such a hard hitting, such a brutal match uh, against a Russian and a bear. Every- such a great watch, guys. And if there's one thing you should watch, that's definitely that. Everything um, about the match. Sorry, sorry. Everything about. Oh, yeah. I just wanted to add. Everything about the match, as Nigel alluded to on commentary, was super Japanese. From the way they would hit each other without stopping, to the yeah. way to the way Nigel and Andy Shepard were shouting on commentary. So, uh, if you don't know how Japanese wrestling is like, that is how. And I'm actually pretty glad I say in my NXT UK review that they were allowed to do it like that. I say normally you would get matches that have a lot of the WWE formula uh, infused in it, so major watered down. But uh, they were they did not water it down. It was all in the style they wanted to do, and it paid off really well. Yo, my honorable mention because it's Halloween or was Halloween. Yeah, um, roast background is the Halloween horror House of Terror match. So that's that's a great watch. I, I love that match. Sorry, Stan. Go ahead. That's ko lang sa Volter versus Dragunov. Uh, this is a match that was actually put up already on WXW, yung home right. promotions nila dati. Uh, I believe 2017 or 2018. And um, one of our former writers, Brandon C, wrote about it on SmartHenry.com way back when. So even then, um, I, I'd already seen that match. So for them to to have that same match, probably even more violent in WWE. With no crowd, uh, really said a lot about how I guess th- the system trusts them and how the system wants to build them up. So that's a good thing. And if you're not yet a fan of Walter or of Ilya Dragunov after that match, Dikon Alam. Because that's really peak Walter and peak Dragunov for me. And if you haven't, if you're not a fan of NXT UK yet, uh, if you're not still after this match and, uh, and of the kind of wrestling they can give you, I don't know anymore as well. <laughs> Well, yeah, that's it for us this week on the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast. Dan, you were saying? Sorry, that's it for no, this. I was saying, I was saying uh, let's take it home. Let's take it home properly. Right. Uh, I've got to thank everybody for joining us on Kumu and on Facebook. Everybody sending us the gifts. And uh, if you want to get more from us, then all you have to do is to join us on Patreon. 
So go uh, subscribe to patreon.com slash wrestling wrestling podcast if you want to be part of the watch parties, if you want to get your live reactions new row. Uh, you can get that as a Wrestling Wrestling Podcast patron. And you can be one for as low as 250 pesos a month. We've got a tier system set up there. Just check it out over at patreon.com slash wrestling wrestling podcast. Last minute shout outs, Chino. It's actually just one shout out. Again, going out to Abby, who sent us another halo halo. Thank you, Abby. And thank, thank you, Abby. Abby. Joining us this week on Kumu. We are here every Thursday. Yes, Thursday nights at 7 p.m. Speaking of Kumu, uh, we got to shout out our friend Chris Panzer who made it to round two of the Pinoy Big Brother auditions being held Yo. on. So MSG that was a is surprise. Not part of the deal. MSG is not part of the audition. Uh, si, si si yeah. Some people have been mentioning that Kasama do kami. Like, come on. Oh, they, they've been putting our pictures. They've been mentioning us, and we're like, oh, isha lang, isha lang gusto pumasok ng bayan ni kuya. So, uh, good luck to Panzer on that one. Uh, leave us out of it for now. <laughs> um, all right. Uh, other th- are the other things we got to plug? If you want that shout out from Chris Panzer or the rest of MSG or JDL and Ken Warren, go hit us up at shoutout.com. That is S H A W T O U T dot com. And we gave you our links to Mr. Speedy, Shopee, and Lazada. We'll put it in the episode description as well if you want to check those out. Uh, Chino, what's on deck for you? Okay, this week on Class Round, I'm actually doing two episodes. First of which is going to feature Sir Fritz of the 80% Podcast. He is a podcast here on Podcast Network Asia. And we are going to do a deep dive on investment and money. So if Yo. money is something that you're strapped with, this is the episode for you. And then the episode after that features the one and only Doc Gia, Yo. who is going to help me talk about mental uh, mental illness and self-care and all that good stuff only nice. on class. You know, you're going to self-care. You don't need any tips for that. It's for my five listeners. Also, I like how you think Doc G is going to teach me that kind of stuff. Good for you, <laughs> No, I think she's open to it, though. Uh, she's open to it, sure. But I didn't say that she had to teach me. But anyway, maybe she's guesting. all that... All those guests are going to be on class now. Just search for it on Spotify and on a- the Apple a- Apple Podcast. There we go. I thought that's what it's called. Apple Podcast. All right, Ro. All right. So good. Uh, just going to plug my Twitch stream again. Twitch.tv slash Shang underscore Daddy. D&D fans are going to do uh, Dungeons and Dragons again tomorrow night. So come hang out. You can h- come hang out with us and my friends. And just have a good time. And also, please, please, please always read smarthenry.com. A lot of our takes that you that we talk about here uh, originate there as we write about uh, the shows we watch and the shows you watch. So please, please support us and support local Filipino wrestling writing. As for me, you can check out my other podcasts on deck for the next two weeks. I've got the great John Hendricks, who you may remember from Campus Radio 97.1. It's a two-parter episode because it's And he takes us through where he was on that dark day that Campus Radio reformatted. All of that and more <laughs> are on deck. Um, oh, and uh, if you haven't checked out this week's audio-only episode of the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast, you've got Shaukat of MyPW. And APAC Wrestling, and he unpacks everything that went into the establishment of this new company. So go check that out on Spotify and wherever else you get your podcasts. And then for next week, 
Our next episode features the OG Jim Johnston of the Philippine wrestling scene. Waki Acosta will be talking about the early PWR themes that you may remember, how he created those songs, what were the stories behind them, and we also do a deep dive on music and how that's connected to wrestling. So go check that out. Make sure you follow us on all our accounts on Kumu at Wrestling Wrestling Pod, on Twitter at Wrestling 2 xpod and then Facebook and Instagram, it's at Wrestling Wrestling Podcast. As for us individually, it's at Chino Supersized, at Roiswar, and at underscore Stan C. Thank you very much to Babyface producer Nikai and Babyface producer Sola for putting this all together and to the Podcast Network Asia team for helping us continue to do the way we do business. On behalf of everybody, my name is Stan C saying thank you very much and this episode of the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast is officially in the books. We're out of here. Peace. The views and opinions expressed by the podcast creators, hosts, and guests do not necessarily reflect the official policy and position of Podcast Network Asia. Any content provided by the people on the podcast are of their own opinion and are not intended to malign any religion, ethnic group, club, organization, company, individual, or anyone or anything. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.